Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back rolling on the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. And joining me now is the co-host of the morning, Rush, 6 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday at ESPN Arkansas. Uh, All-around good guy, college football, SEC, talk to him about it every single week. And we also have the college football playoff rankings to talk about. He is on X at Ty Sports Radio. Ty, what's happening, man? How are you? Thanks, as always, for having me. What's going on? There's no guarantee a team makes the college football playoff this year for the first time since its inception. You sort of cut out there a little bit. SEC, is that what you were talking about? Yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, Gabe, I don't think there's any guarantee that an SEC team makes it. If Georgia wins out, they're in. If Alabama wins out, they need help, I think. I think that Washington or Florida State has to lose because I don't see Michigan or Ohio State, if they beat one another, losing in the Big Ten Championship. And I think if Texas has that one loss and beats someone in the Big 12 Championship game, they would put the Longhorns in over the Crimson Tide with that win in Tuscaloosa earlier this year. Right, and I think that's fair. I I think that's completely fair. There are some issues, though, uh, some things that don't quite make sense for me looking at the college football playoffs, uh, particularly in the top eight, um, Oregon over Texas and Alabama, does that make any real sense? Alabama 3-1 no, and one against top 25 teams. Um, I mean, have an awesome win against Ole Miss that has aged fantastically. Uh, just got the win over LSU. Um, they, they have they have trended in the right direction all year, and Oregon is 0-1 versus top 25 teams. And I, I, I was looking through their wins just in general. Yeah, Utah, okay, we, we can give them credit. For a win against Utah, even though it's not Brant Kythe, there's no uh, Cam Rising, and that team is just not as good this year. Their second best wins against Colorado, and they were 21 yeah. point favorites, and Colorado's four and five. So I, I am, uh, I'm a little confused as to what the committee is going off of at this point. The reason Ohio State's been one is because of metrics, and then they use eye tests for Georgia and Michigan. Then they go back to metrics with Florida State and then Washington, and then they completely abandon it when they get to that Oregon spot, even though they have one loss just like Alabama, but Alabama has more quality wins if you're going by resume. I guess they're holding on to the fact that Oregon should have tied that game up in in regulation but missed a field goal, and they feel like – I can't remember if they would have tied it up or won at that point. They feel like that that, as close as that game was, that Oregon is neck and neck right behind uh, the Huskies. I believe exactly what you just said, though. Texas should be above Oregon 
and then Alabama should be above Oregon. It should go Longhorn 6, Alabama 7, Ducks 8. Now, Oregon's got a couple intriguing matchups down the stretch, which I'm excited about. But right. I 100% agree with you, Gabe. It, it's just it's, it's strange how they go about their business. But this is, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, in the past it's always SEC leaning over every other conference. This is the first time I can remember where – I think the eye test and and not paying attention to the metrics has favored the Pac-12 over the SEC and even the Big 12. Like that's strange to me. This is the, this is the first time I can really remember the college football playoff committee going about their business this way. Yeah, Boo Corgan, I think could have a tough job ahead of him being the face of this committee if those scenarios play out like we expect. But the reality is, or at least in my opinion is they should have just taken the BCS formula and made it for four teams. But instead, you like get these power brokers that want even more power, want control. And I know they use some metrics, like the AP and coaches poll, but you're putting it in the hands of, what, eight or nine opinions yep. across college football. A lot of respectability there, but I, I was not a big fan like my um, mentor was when they ended up going this route with the college football playoff. Yeah, just because uh, so much, you know, subjectivity. So much so many guys yeah. just deciding how they want it to go when in reality if you put it into a computer, I think in all likelihood the metrics would win out and I like to see the metrics win out. I don't know about you. Now with Alabama, number 8 in the country, they just beat LSU. I thought a fantastic win and they're starting to I mean, their run game trending in a fantastic direction. They had 288 yards on 46 carries against LSU, and you could say LSU's defense is no good, but they had six touchdowns on the ground, uh, four of those from Jalen Milrow. He seems to be playing at a high level. What do you think about, okay, the end of their season at Kentucky, feel good about them winning that game. Versus Chat, certainly feel great about them winning that game. I know the Iron Bowl to end the year is always tricky, but this Auburn team is just not not that great. We know Hugh Freeze seems to – have at least somewhat of a, a formula to go beat Nick Saban, but this particular team I don't think is as talented as as the Alabama team that he that he's uh, that he's going to face. Um, if we see Alabama versus Georgia in the SEC championship, I, I know the tendency after the last two years is to favor Georgia and give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll go win that game. But historically, we know Saban is four and one, four and one. Versus Kirby, and I, I think people tend to forget that based on the last two years of, of seeing Georgia uh, the last man standing at the end of the year. Yeah, I think with that potential matchup, Jalen Milrow is not going to run for four touchdowns. LSU's the worst defense they've had in 30 years. So he's going to have to be Georgia with his arm, not just his legs. He's going to use his legs at points in that game. But if you think you're going to run for four touchdowns on Georgia or you think you're just going to – outpace them tremendously on the ground, you're mistaken. Right. You're going to lose that football game. So he's going to have to play out of his mind in that game. I, I, I'm still questioning Carson Beck. I know he's looked pretty good to this point. But what does that kid do in a situation like next weekend when he's in Knoxville and Tennessee could be walking into that game depending on what happens weekend this weekend with still an opportunity to represent the East for the final SEC championship East and West? Because if Georgia somehow loses to Ole Miss 
the game next week. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I mean, the winner is going to Atlanta, which is yep. crazy to think about. Less Tennessee blows against Vandy, which they're not going to. So I, I'm really excited about that. And I hate that Alabama and Georgia are going to meet up, it looks like, again. But unless something crazy happens, that's the direction we're probably heading. Well, I know you just said, okay, if, if Ole Miss can pull it out, are you? is there any way you're going to project that going into that game against Georgia? I know Georgia I it's it's at real, home, 11-point favorites. 6 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock Eastern Stanford Stadium. I just don't – I don't have the, the guts to pick that game. Jackson Dart is a good SEC quarterback. He's not great – and we've seen him against Alabama. Um, you have to be incredible against Alabama. You don't have to be like consistently incredible that season, but you have to be out of your mind against Alabama. This Georgia team, you might even have to play better, especially in their home stadium. So I just don't see Dart being that guy that can take that next step to pull out a win like that. But I've been wrong before, and honestly, I hope I'm wrong again on Saturday night. Regardless, I, you know, even if they lose that game, uh, they have two games left after that, UL Monroe and then the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State has not been trending in the correct direction. I think there's some Mississippi State fans that want to see a one-and-done with Zach Arnett, and I know how he got that job. It's just a tough situation, but, you know, the offense has completely been uprooted, and it just does not look the same. It just does not look right. Um, even if they lose that game against Georgia and finish 10-2, and two, I think – this is the best year we've seen Lane Kiffin have at Ole Miss, really, in his coaching career at the college level. This has been impressive yeah, he, as hell. To beat LSU, he can hang his hat on that win. Uh, that Tulane win has still continued to age well. They're moving up in the college football playoff poll. This has been a really, really good year for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Yeah, you think about a couple of years ago, Ole Miss fans realized that, I mean, they'd never gotten to 10 wins before in the regular season. Kiffin did that. Uh, Matt Corral was unbelievable. I think that was the 2021 year when Matt Corral was unbelievable. Yeah. You look at this year's team. Yes, they came up short against Alabama, but and they're probably going to lose to Georgia this weekend. But no one's batting an eye against, in two losses maybe on the year against Georgia and Bama. Right. Um, it kind of remind if it played out like that, it kind of reminds me of Arkansas in 2011 where they lost to number one LSU and I believe oh, there's probably two or three Alabama 
So that was the setup where the only two losses. So your only two losses, if you're an Ole Miss fan, could be to the SEC champion competitors. That's, that is nothing to be ashamed of, and Lane Kiffin should be very proud of his team if it plays out. Um, now, how about the team that they beat last week, A&M? Uh, Jimbo, where are you at? Where are you at on that, that whole uh, debacle, that whole situation? Are they going to find a, find a new leader going into next year? Five and four, it's just typical A&M. Yep. I don't know why it, where A&M has gotten this idea that they are a blue blood in college football. They yeah, have the money. Yeah, they have the money. I just don't understand where that philosophy or the mentality comes from where there's no nothing in the trophy case to back it up. Now, they've been more successful in the SEC than I thought they might be, especially initially under Kevin Sullivan, but that's just not reality for a They're living in a dream world, Gabe, and <laughs> if you fire Jimbo or not, it's really not going to matter because the next guy they hire, it's probably still not going to work out based on their track record. Well, if, if we're being honest, the mentality came from Johnny Manziel. The mentality came from the 11-2 and two season, beating Bama, doing these things where you're competing at the top of college football, having a Heisman uh, on your team. That's where it came from. Because I, like, I, I was a Big 12 follower growing up. A&M was never good in the Big 12. Just, they never yeah. won anything there either. So it, it is strange where it comes from. But Johnny Manziel, the 11-2 and two year, the money that now pours into that uh, – that, that that program, I feel like if they found the right leader, they could be at the top of college football, but they have to find the right guy. Yeah, and I'd be curious. We're talking about Ole Miss. I'd be curious how much they would try and come after Lane Kiffin. Right. And from Lane Kiffin's standpoint, does he feel like that A&M's booster club would be enough to put together a roster that can beat Nick Saban? Because we got to remember, Lane's 0-4 against Saban, at least in, um, in Ole Miss, in Oxford. So does he feel like going to College Station, which we know Jimbo's got to win against Alabama, it's played a bunch of close games. Really, the Ole Miss-Alabama's games haven't been as close as I thought they'd be. Is that something that he would entertain? We we thought he entertained the Auburn job last year. They ended up going with Hugh Freeze. Is that a job that he would truly consider a better fit for him right. that he feel like he could take the next step? And the other thing is, I wonder in the back of his mind if he feels like he'd be offered the Alabama job at some point. If you are offered that, you're not going to get it from the Auburn job. I think that Alabama would be willing to hire an A&M or Ole Miss coach. They wouldn't hire Auburn's head coach. Now, I, I think if you're Lane Kiffin and you're thinking of that A&M job, wouldn't you have to think about the expectations at Ole Miss versus A&M at this point? I feel like A&M, they're rabid as hell. You win eight games, they expect more the next year. They expect you to build on top of that. At Ole Miss – you win eight games, just stay around that mark, stay close to it, maybe have a couple of years in that 10-win category, feel like you're competing for the SEC West every once in a while. I, as, much as, as much as he has raised the expectations at Ole Miss, I feel like Ole Miss fans are a lot more realistic than, than, than A&M fans at this point. And you've already sort of mentioned that, that, that trophy case is bare, but they feel like they want to add to it. They feel like they, they need that right this second, and I don't know if that's going to be the case for them. Well, you think about the SEC game, and we got a lot of listeners right now in the Memphis area that are from all different uh, pockets of this community. Melting there's pot. only, I believe, well, yeah, it's a huge melting pot in Memphis. I believe there's only seven teams that have won an SEC championship in the league. So right. there's still, I mean, you've got half the league that's never won. Ole Miss has technically never been to the SEC championship game. So 
you can't really look at previous history if you're an Ole Miss fan and be like, well, why hasn't Kiffin taken this over the it, top? Right. Well, you don't, you don't have any other coaches that have done that. I know they claim certain SEC championships due to some violations by other programs but um, or polls or whatever, but that's the reality of what's going down at Oxford. A&M, I know they joined up in 2012, but there's not a huge track, and they weren't great ever in the Big 12. Like Arkansas used to beat up. They still have – Arkansas has won one time against A&M since they joined the SEC, and the Razorbacks still have the series record over them by, like, 10 games. That's uh-huh. how that's how crazy it used to be when those two teams were pitted against each other. So the ATMs, it's, it, it's, I know they've kicked Arkansas, you know what, but it's not like they, they're like, – as you brought up earlier, it's a Big 12 uh, follower back in the day. They did not have a track record to set success in this league. If you think you're going to have it, the SEC coming from the Big 12, you're sorely mistaken. Talking with Ty Richardson at Ty Sports Radio on X from ESPN Arkansas, 6 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday is uh, where you can find his show, The Morning Rush. Um, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, when I look at uh, Arkansas this year, you, you have said Sam Pittman should be safe. Did that Florida game sort of uh, make you feel even a lot, a whole lot better going to the swamp, dealing with them, uh, disposing of them in overtime? Does that make you feel better about Sam Pittman keeping the job for another year? Yeah, he's pretty solidified game unless they were to lose three straight and really look bad in those. I mean, Arkansas, I don't know if you knew this, they've never won a swamp till this past Saturday, um, which is, uh, again, not they've only played like five times, so it's not like it was this massive streak like it's been since 2003 since they've won at Tuscaloosa but I mean you've never done it before and you finally did it um now you get Auburn at home we were talking about Hugh Freeze earlier this should be a great game this weekend Hugh Freeze took his Liberty Flames into Fayetteville last year and won that football game so there's a little bit of a revenge factor for this Arkansas Razorback team because they're going up against a coach that beat them with a group of five program last year it's going to be a really tight game as I would expect Arkansas to potentially have at Missouri to close out their season. Are, are you as surprised as me, though, like just seeing they were 0-5 going into this game against Florida. They were 2-6 and overall. Usually you see teams that, that feel like they're right on the brink of full blow-up and disaster. You see them let go of the rope. Are you, are you surprised they, they, didn't, they didn't completely implode? Like I, I, I am, I'm impressed with the fact they have some resolve. Like going on the road at 2-6 – and six, 0-5 in conference and winning that game. That was impressive to me. Yeah, and you played, man. So you'd have a better vantage point than I would. I, I've been just surprised that, that at any point. I mean, and one stretch, again, y'all, they went to Baton Rouge. They went to Dallas to take on A&M in that neutral site game. Then they went to Oxford, and then they went to Tuscaloosa. They lost all four. They lost to BYU the previous week, and then they lost to Mississippi State at home on homecoming where they scored three points. Yep. So the bye week, you're like, ah, they're either going to come out hot out of the bye week, which they did, or they're going to come out flat and just get demolished in Gainesville. And it wasn't the latter. It was the first one. So uh, I don't know what it was. You've got to give credit to Sam Pittman. But he somehow, some way, has kept this team's focus intact despite a six-game losing streak. And good Lord, they figured out the run game. I'll say that. I, I, <laughs> they figured it out. And I thought Florida, like they have a, they have a uh, transfer from Memphis – Cam Jackson, who's 6'5", 360. They have some big guys in the interior of that D-line who have been really good run stuffers so far this year. And Arkansas decided to figure out their run game last week. It's just strange. It's strange how their their season has, has trended 
It just does not look good, but they're still a competitive football team. They're still a very competitive football team. Yeah, and it's nice because they still have bowl eligibility. They can look at it and say, we can go get this. Now, it's not going to be easy going up against the Tigers, who are probably the surprise of the SEC. Yep. I mean, it's a two-horse race for the coach of the year, right? It, it's Drinkwitz or Kiffin. Now, if, if Kiffin beats Drink, or excuse me, if Kiffin beats Smart in Athens this weekend, just give him, you give, give him, him the award the after. I mean, yeah. just give it out early. Yeah, I mean you have to. And Drinkwitz has been great in Columbia, but I don't think that there's any question who would be the one that rightfully deserves it. Because then I think they got a cupcake next weekend, like most other SEC teams. Then they'll close against State, and I think at that point, if they were to win this weekend, they'd be eleven and one. And that's one of the better teams in college football. And probably Lane Kiffin's vying to be like, yo, the only team we lost to was in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. They'd be vying that he should be one of the, the teams that makes the playoff, which I, I doubt would happen, but at least is a possibility with all these crazy scenarios bumping in my head. Yeah. Now, elsewhere around uh, college football, we have the Michigan State-Penn State game. Michigan has to travel to Penn State. How do you see that one playing out? I, I saw Zach Zinter, their uh, sort of, uh, I mean, stud guard. He'll be a draft pick. It is strange to me. Michigan, I think, is going to have like seven O linemen drafted. You know, they they only can start five. They're just that they're that loaded. And I think there's a lot of guys right now. I think twenty in particular that are uh, labeled as draft picks in Michigan. So like, while all this sign stealing stuff is going on, people do need to not lose sight of the fact that Michigan is more talented than than ninety nine point nine percent of college football teams, but Michigan going to Penn State, Zach Zinter, their guard, uh, basically said, if you want us to play the uh, play the villain, we'll play the villain. I am, uh, I'm sort of bought in on Michigan with all the sign stealing uh, sort of nonsense going on with all of the, the things they've had to deal with within that building as of late. I feel like this is a team that, that is going to come out with, you know, the rest of the year trying to prove something, no matter who they're playing. Yeah, and it's good for college football because a lot of people were talking about it. And you're never going to beat out the NFL, um, and especially in even, even in Michigan right now with the Detroit Lions and how their season's gone. I mean, props to Dan Campbell, former Aggie, one of the few Aggies I actually like. But it is going to be a major game in Happy Valley this weekend. Penn State, they can't ever win a big-time road game under Franklin, but my goodness, they can win one of these home games a year. And this could be it. I was, uh, I've got a friend that's an alumnus of – uh, Penn State, and he told me, I was like, who do you hate more, Ohio State or Michigan? I say, Michigan's not close. So as much as they value the Ohio State game each year, this is the game that their fans get up for. It's a bummer that it's not a night game, a whiteout, right. because Fox takes it, but it's still going to be an incredible atmosphere in one of the, the coolest venues in all of college football in State College this weekend. And then also one of the uh, one of the storylines I never expected to see, just based on Lincoln Riley's track record, is that guy Alex Grinch getting fired. <laughs> but he's finally fired, Ty. He finally got rid of him. He realized there's been a problem. They're at the bottom of college football, even with all that talent on the defensive side of the ball, and he has decided, okay, this enough is enough. I have to compete for college football playoff national championships, and I'm not going to do it with this guy as my D.C. And how about the fact that Caleb Williams after the game getting consoled by his mom, who last season made fun of Max Duggan for getting photographed for crying, and then Duggan does the same thing this year. It's a little uh, this league we got going on in college football. So I know there's been a lot of talk about Williams and his mentality after the loss. I mean, some, someone's just getting I, – I don't know if I'm as 
as critical as that. Gabe, you played the sport. I mean, what do you what do you think about if a teammate cries after a loss? I, you call him, but you know what? No, what? I, I I I listen in big games. You know, I, I played UCF my final uh, conference game in the or in, not in the national in the in the AAC championship at UCF. It was a really close game. Um, we got into overtime. We ended up losing. I cried after it. I, I think it shows that, you know, Caleb Williams, there's been a lot of talk about him, you know, quitting the rest of the season because he's going to be the number one overall draft pick. At least it shows to me he's still bought into USC. He's still bought into trying to win games, and it means something to him still at this level. And I, I, I thought that, you know, I, I, I want guys like that to play with me. I want guys like that on my team. Okay. I was just curious from an athlete's opinion because – I mean, you you know how it is. We, I, I'm one of them. I'm a, I'm a guy that didn't play anything past high school, so I know the college mentality is different. And there was a lot of highly opinionated of things that came out after that. So of I, course. I, I think you're. But I mean, the truth of, goes. the truth of the matter is, I want I want guys like that on my team. I want guys who still care. And and, and you know, considering what's been the conversation about Caleb Williams, it is it is nice to see him still care in this moment about USC. And winning ball games, but hey, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, Ty, uh, we have to cut it short today. We're going to pass off the Grizzlies, but I appreciate you hopping on anyway. Go Grizz! Well, I, I'm yeah. a Thunder fan, hey. but I'll say go Grizz just for this stake. Hey, man, it's they're one and six. It's, <laughs> any win, go Grizz. How about that? Yes, I, I'm there with you. you. <laughs> yes, sir. But appreciate it, Ty. That's Ty you Richardson at Ty Sports Radio on X from ESPN Arkansas. Now, it's time to wrap up the show. We had a short show. We know that we have to pass you out to the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network. Jessica Benson will take over pregame 630 and uh, tip at 7 o'clock versus the Miami Heat Grizzlies. Severely need a win at 1-6. and six. And that we know that the uh, injury report looks like a, uh, a laundry list right this second. They had to put it on the notes app. That's always, uh, it's always hard to watch. But uh, thanks to you out there for listening. Thanks to Jeff Calkins and Ty Richardson for their contributions to the show. But that is a wrap. Uh, we'll meet back here at the same time tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get you out to Jessica Benson for Grizzlies pregame. For Connor, I'm Gabe. Be easy, be safe, and enjoy the rest of your night. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.